This is the Warrington Football Podcast, Season 2, sponsored by Touchline UK. On the Warrington Football Podcast this week, we are joined for the second time by Dave Smith from Enjoy Football CIC. We've also got a full roundup of all the weekend's action. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Rick here, guiding you through the weekend's action as ever. Absolutely delighted to be joined by Elliot Kehoe tonight. El, how are you, sir? Yeah, all good, Rick. All good, mate. Thank you. Good weekend? Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's been good. Yeah, it's a good, good, good weekend. Um, yeah, we'll go, go more into the town after after we spoke about Rylands. Good, good week at town, really, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, as you say, um, going to start off with Warrington Rylands this weekend. Um, probably the game of the weekend across uh, step three. Um, Warrington Rylands travelled to leaders Radcliffe, so it was first against second in the NPL. Um, and to be honest, the game absolutely lived up to all expectations. It was probably one of the best non-league games that I've seen and I've, I've been in non-league for a fair few years now. Rylands ended up winning out by three goals to two, but that does not tell even a quarter of the story of the game. Um, it was two fantastic teams. Radcliffe, really, really good team, really strong team. Shown by their position, uh, there were six points clear at the top of the league with a game in hand. They're the top scorers in the league. They've won the most games in the league. But Rylands, as we've talked about this season, equally as good a side, best defence in the league, least defeats. And it was just the two teams absolutely slugging it out from minute one to minute 100 when the referee finally blew the full-time whistle. Rylands started off like an absolute express train. The ball played down the right-wing channel by Ben Hoff, who was in incredible form yesterday in the midfield to Adama Sidibe. Uh, Sidibe, who's in brilliant form at the minute, has now scored goals in his last six matches in a row, raced away from the Radcliffe defence and from a ever-tightening angle, he's absolutely laced the ball high into the roof of the net past the Radcliffe goalkeeper. And that was after just two minutes of the game so it's the absolute perfect start for Rylands. Rylands continued to press from the front against Radcliffe, but Radcliffe, showing their strength and why they are top of the league, made quite a few chances. Um, Rylands equally making chances. It, it was such a, an end-to-end game in the first half. Rylands could have gone 2-0 up. Motore breaking through, great feet from him. And got one-on-one with the keeper. He's opened his body beautifully and he's just rolled the ball the wrong side of the post. 
And we thought that we might rue that missed chance. But two minutes later, again, Ben Huff, um, turn provider, sliding the ball to Adama Sadibe again. And his pace is unbelievable. And he's just taken a little sidestep away from the keeper and just rolled the ball past him. And that makes it eight goals in his last six games now for Adama, who's just in scintillating form. Rylands and Radcliffe just continuing to uh, exchange blows and exchange chances. Rylands thought they were going to go into the halftime break 2-0 up, but just before halftime, Radcliffe pulled a goal back. Well-worked goal ball played in from the left wing and the right wing back just ghosted in at the back post and he's just taken a really neat touch and then toe-poked the ball past Luke Pilling. So Jamie Morgan on the score sheet there for Radcliffe just on the half-time whistle. Um, took me all of the 15 minutes at half-time to get my breath back because I was commentating yesterday. So I was just absolutely out of breath by half-time. Um, second half, not quite as frantic as the first half, but both teams still creating chances against each other. It wasn't until the 76th minute that the next goal came and for Rylands, it's probably one of the goals of the season. Ben Hardcastle received the ball on the right wing, on the right-hand edge of the area. He's got two players around him. He's twisted and turned away from both of them. And on his weaker side, on his left foot, he's managed to curl the ball up and over and into the far corner, past the Radcliffe goalkeeper. He didn't have a chance with it. He's clipped the bar as it's gone in. If you've seen it on um, YouTube... We posted the links yesterday. It's it's an absolutely stunning goal. So Ryland's then in a really commanding position, looked to uh, run the clock down and did so. The referee had indicated eight minutes added on at the end and four minutes into those, Josh Hancock with an absolutely stunning strike. He must have been about 35, 40 yards out. He scored another similar goal from a similar range against Macclesfield a few months ago, but he's... He's unleashed a shot and it's just bounced in front of Luke Pilling and nestled into the corner to make it 3-2. And then it was just Rylands defending for the Lions for the last few minutes and holding on for a well-deserved victory. So it's about uh, just under a 1,000 there yesterday. So a really, really positive crowd. There'd been a coach full of Ryland supporters who came over for the game, which was brilliant as well. So it was just a really fantastic game for Rylands and looking forward to the Christmas fixtures now. Rich. Elliot. That's really stamped your place. Now, I know there's a lot of football to play, but it stamped your place in the playoffs, stamped your authority for that second position. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, to be honest, we've not really looked too much at the league table yet. We... It's always one of those things when, when you're in non-league, you, it's always a, a cliche to never really look at the league table till Christmas, but we we genuinely haven't really. We we know that we're, we're in second, but we couldn't tell you. Like, I'm looking at the league table now. Ashton dropped two points yesterday, so they're four points behind us, played a game more. Um, Worksop, five points behind us. 
Marine played a game less and they're eight points further back. But we're just we're giving ourselves an incredible opportunity. And and that's that's all we're seeing week to week. That if we continue to win games, we'll we chances are we will be in the playoffs. But it's being in non-league, you you get a feeling with teams and this team has such a togetherness that Michael Clegg's brought together and the players just absolutely love playing on the same pitch as each other and spending time together and it's just really great to be a part of at the minute at the football club. Yeah, I think obviously I know we're on the, uh, the conversation of Rylands, but I think that was important for, for town last season going, in, going into this season is, you know, a very close-knit team. Sometimes, you know, it's well documented about how small Warrington Town's squad is. Um, but sometimes having a smaller squad can be better. And I think that's part of our success, this well, Warrington Town's success this season, is that we've not really had a massive influx of players, not many outgoings. And it seems to be very similar at Rylands. I know there was a lot of players coming in in the off-season before, but compared to last season for Rylands, where I think, you know, and it's you know a bit of a joke, but there was kind of like an outgoing and an ingoing every week, wasn't there? With players at Rylands last year, but this year you you just don't see it. They seem really close knit, and like you said, keep plodding away at the points, and they'll deservedly have the second spot, maybe even top spot by the end of the year. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we're we're playing off a squad of eighteen or nineteen players, so we've we've got a couple of players out injured at the minute, but they'll. They'll be coming back in soon. So, yeah, it, it really is. It's a very, very tight, very, very close squad. So all the players really enjoy each other's company. And it would have been the same at, at Warrington Town last season. With with that small squad, you have to put the effort in because with such a small squad, you just cannot afford any passengers. Yeah. And when, when we've brought an occasional loan player in, they've just fit in with that regime straight away because they can see how tight-knit the group is. The group just wouldn't accept if players weren't putting in that effort, but fair play to all the lads that have come in. They've been absolutely brilliant so far. So all all great for Ireland's going into a busy Christmas period. Rick, as, a, as an outsider, um, I just watched the Radcliffe highlights uh from their youtube channel uh, and obviously at certain points of their highlights they do slow motion highlights uh and you as a goal as a as a spectator of the football uh it from the, the radcliffe second goal it looked like to me the keeper could have done better but from a coaching point of view how can you coach how difficult is it to try and save a goal that bounces in front of a goalkeeper it, it's like it's like is that physically an unpredictable bounce because uh, it looked um, like he bounced quite far in front of him and it was late to dive. Was he unsure where to move as a, as a sort of goalkeeping coach point of view? Yeah. Well, I think the, um, the distance, it doesn't particularly matter um, because if you look at where the shots come from, there's a lot of bodies between it. So Luke was a little bit unsighted. And the pitch wasn't great. So, yeah. obviously, when we do practice stuff like that in the warm-up, so 
when you're warming a goalkeeper up, you'll just go through um, the exact same routine every game. So mm -hmm. that just builds that confidence with the goalkeeper, working with the same coach. Keepers like things staying the same, staying predictable. So we'll do normal volleys, so me just kicking it out of my hands. Then I'll do half volleys, so where I'll bounce it and then strike it so it, the, the ball's rising up to the goalkeeper. But then we always do dipping volleys, so it's where I'm getting the ball to bounce maybe three or four yards in front of him and just getting used to kind of how the ball reacts with the pitch because sometimes on getting towards this time of the season when the pitches are heavier, the ball will almost die and just roll after it's bounced. Yeah, in definitely. summer, it bounces a much higher. And it's it's games at this point of the year where the pitch is soft two or three inches down, but it's quite firm on the top. And that's when the unpredictability comes from. So obviously, you do your landscaping, you'll, you'll understand that yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's... It's trying to just predict that, but the ball bounced and it bounced high and it he was a bit unsighted. So it was a it was, long shot, wasn't it? Though? It was like 35 yards. It was a cracker. It was, it was a really long shot and it's it's come through a couple of bodies. And then, as you say, the bounce in front of Luke. If there's no bodies in front of him, it, it's, it's an easy save for me. But as it's, as he's unsighted and then, then it's taken quite a high bounce. Yeah. Unpredictability, really, of where it could have gone. You know, it could have took a divot out of the ground. You know. Yeah, yeah, of course it could, especially especially when it's bouncing anywhere in the six yard box. Yeah. Because obviously, with with the six yard box, that gets a lot more footfall in it than any other area of the pitch. Because obviously, when there's a corner kick, you've got eight to twelve, mm. fourteen, mm. fifteen stone lads all scuffing it up. Yeah. So it'll deteriorate through the game as well. And obviously as the temperature is dropping, it'll start getting a bit firmer in places and not in others. It's it's always very hard to deal with things like that. How did you find the pitch, Rick? Because I know last season they had really big trouble at Radcliffe, didn't they? After spending quite a large sum of money on the ground. Well, not on the ground, the pitch, sorry. How did you find the playing surface? Um on the sides where they've historically had a lot of problems. So, obviously, those of you that have been to Radcliffe, did you go there last season? Yeah, I went last year. We won 3 0, yeah. So, it's there is um, a slope going from one goal down to the other. And on the side where the clubhouse is, yeah. in the lower half of that side, that's where historically they've had a lot of problems because the rain falls and then runs down the concrete slope and there's a hole in the um, concrete surround of the pitch and the water just gushes through that straight onto the pitch from the concrete and that's where Rylands played them last year and it got called off because that bit was absolutely waterlogged. Um, that part of the pitch is still soft so it was quite soft and a little bit boggy yesterday. You can tell that they've done a lot of work on it. It's a lot, lot better, but there's still areas of it that that aren't aren't as good. I think we're in Warrington, we're very, very blessed that both town and Rylands 
have very very good pitches that drain really well. Yeah. So it's it's very very uncommon that you'll either get Town or Rylands called off for a waterlogged pitch. You're more likely to get it off for a frozen pitch than a waterlogged one because the pitches both drain exceptionally well. Yeah, I was just going to say I've only ever known both teams to either call a game off for a frozen pitch. In the time that I've been following Town, games have gone like a bit like the Tamworth one the other week, but you added the same with the, the mask, was it, on the Tuesday night? No, and yeah. Just dropped rapidly and, you know, the pitch just frozen, but nev- never a waterlogged pitch ever has it been called off for. No. So, yeah, so all good going into the Christmas fixtures. So, Long away trip for Warrington Town yesterday, Al. How did uh, Warrington Town get on against uh, the old enemy, Kings Lynn? You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. The enemy, yeah. Um, I've got a bit of history, haven't they? Yeah, very, yeah, a bit of history there. Uh, won't touch on that one as I don't think Ash likes it being mentioned, <laughs> even though he's not with us tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, we went away. Like, like Rick said, there, it's a lot long journey to Kings Lynn, I think three to three and a half hours. Uh, it's a bit strange, really, to be playing them so soon for the second time in the season because um, we only played them, I think, maybe five, six, maybe such as seven weeks ago. Um, at home, we, and we, we came out victorious in that game one nil. Um, I listened to it on on the uh, radio commentary as I didn't didn't manage to get to the game. Um, first half sounded, you know, really promising. Sounded like Town were probably the better team, um, and on top, um, but couldn't capitalise on that really. Um, it sounded like we had some s- some chances to maybe go a goal up, and but we didn't take those. Um, second half. I think both teams really kind of settled for for a point. Um, I list, well, listen, I, I read uh, Mark Beasley's uh, interview after the game and I also um, read the Warrington Guardian uh, after the game as well. And it, like I said, in the second half, it just seemed to slow down a little bit. The quality of football from both sides probably took a little bit of a dip. Um, I think Kingsland were a bit, bit timid to really go after the game because they are struggling a bit this season for results so they seem to be happy to take a point and I just think in the later stages of the second half um, Town were happy to settle for a point which really I think when you're going a long way and you'll know this as well Rick when you're travelling a long way to those teams and you're probably happy to come away with a point and a clean sheet that's what I was more happy with that we hadn't maybe conceded a goal and we kept the clean sheet and and, and got the point. Um, and we go we go to well, we have Banbury at home on Saturday now, um, which which will be a good game because Banbury Banbury are playing some good football at the moment and getting some good results. So they're probably a team that you'd probably say are on par with Town, um, and where they'd want to be is probably the same as Warrington Town as well. Uh, some good news coming out of Warrington Town on on Friday. I think it was Friday. Yeah, um, Andre Wisdom signed um, a contract um, till at least, so the at least is the good bit till the end of the season. Uh, so for the Warrington Town fans that didn't know, obviously Andre Wisdom was just on a pay-as-you-play contract. Well, wasn't contracted, just, just paying as you play. Um, so there was obviously the fear factor that 
he could co- probably go at any moment, and especially with the the qualities that he have that he has, um, you know, football league teams and national league teams that are maybe full time could could come in for him in January and not have to pay a fee, um, which would be a bit of a kick in the teeth for town. Um, so it was, it's really good now to to get him on a contract and I've. Um, was actually on BBC News. I'm not sure if you if, if you've seen that, Rick. It was on BBC News, and um, he seems he seems pretty content and happy to be playing at Town, which is which is a real real positive. Um, obviously, I don't know where he's at with his personal life and stuff, but he seems to really enjoy where he's at now. Seems to be happy with the lads and the, the direction that the club's going. Um, so to keep him until the end of the season. Um, can only be a big boost for for the club and for the players as well. I mean, what what do you think, Rick? Having a a player like that sign on for the contract till the end of the season, what kind of boost do you reckon that can give the squad? I think it's a it's a great signing. Obviously, um, everyone knows that Andre Wisdom is is too good for the the level he's playing at. I, th- I don't think there's any any secret about that, and how lucky Warrington Town are to have him. Um, I think with regards to putting him on contract, it's great business. So it's it's more about future proofing it. So if if he were to leave, just just because he's now on contract, I don't think this will happen. I think he will be there for for the duration of the season. Yeah. Um, but if a team were to come in and want to take him, they would have to give Town a fee for him, which yeah. is is fine. Obviously, Town would want to, to keep the player, but if if that wouldn't were not to be possible, they would then get a fee for him. So it's it's just future proofing it. But obviously he's he's an absolute class act, isn't he? He's yeah. Um and getting him signed on and, and kind of secured for the rest of the season, it it could have a similar effect to when Connor Woods came back last season and just give everyone around the club that boost and then kick on for the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. And it gives, like you said, it gives town that security, doesn't it, where the club does come in, they can kind of negotiate a fee that fits town more than it fits another club. You know, Do you know what I mean? And um, Obviously, I forgot to mention as well, so my apologies to the listeners, but we were without Bowan Dixon and Connor Woods yes, uh, yesterday through suspension. So, uh, Bowan misses... Saturday, next Saturday against Banbury, um, Connor Woods misses Banbury and, and Chester on um, on Boxing Day. Boxing it is his day then. Well, far ahead of myself, aren't I? Um, so, yeah, but Connor Woods should return on New Year's Day, um, which leads, like Rick says, a very busy Christmas period now. We've got Banbury on the 23rd of, of December, which is the Saturday. Um, Chester on Boxing Day. Chester on New Year's Day. Um, and then we play South Shields away on the 6th of January. And it doesn't get much tougher than that, but we welcome Tamworth on the 9th of January at home, um, which is the rearranged fixture, uh, which will be the Tuesday night. So um, very, very busy and very good teams to play. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough Christmas schedule. So obviously the doubleheader with Chester is going to be two really good games. Um, they're flying yeah. at the moment, as well, Rick. Yeah, the well, I know, I know their manager from the, his time at um, Runcorn Linnets 
really, really good young manager, Callum yeah. McIntyre. He's he's got a great team at Chester. They're currently sitting in sixth. South Shields have kicked on again from winning the MPL last season. They're they're in third. Um, then Scunthorpe and Tamworth are, are pulling away at the top now. They're on forty six and forty four points respectively, and there's an eight point gap between Tamworth and South Shields. So the league looks like it's going to be between Scunthorpe and Tamworth, and then it's it's pretty close between. Everyone else, as as it yeah. was last season, the the National League North is um, historically been a very very tight league for getting into the playoffs. So Toby mentioned when he was on Chorley last season, going from into the playoffs to finishing fourteenth within five minutes of the game. So it's it's all to play for, definitely. The South Shields just surprise you, Rick, looking at that table, or because you've obviously as been at Rylands, you would have. Uh, played them twice last year. Does it surprise you where they are in that league this season? Um, I know they're full-time and everything, but, you know, the quality of football is is a lot different, in my opinion. And I didn't expect them to be up there as much as they are. I know their home form's been terrific, apart from yesterday they got beat 2-1. But I didn't expect them to be quite as high as they were. Uh, yes and no. I think... They were obviously you. You don't fluke winning a league. If you if you win a league, it's because you're the best team in that league. Yeah. And South Shields were the best team in that league. The two games that Rylands had with them, I I wasn't massively impressed. I didn't yeah. think they played the best football in the league. I thought other teams played better football. But the difference with South Shields last season than historically is that they had that bit of grit about them where they could grind out results. Yeah. So the two games against Rylands, when Rylands went to South Shields, um, Rylands arguably should have won the game. They had a, a lot of good chances, especially in the first half. And it was a, the 86th minute that South Shields scored and, and won that game. And then at uh, Gorsi Lane, they won via a penalty. So... Two very close games. Obviously, the two games with Warrington Town were very close. They they lost yeah. at Pantaleve Park and then won at their place to kind of cement them as champions. But they're, they're a very strong team. They've obviously changed the manager over summer. So Kevin Phillips moved on and they brought back is Julio Arca, is it? I think I the think manager. And they're... They're strong. They're a very, very strong team. So I found that very strange with Phillips, to be honest. I thought he left for, and no disrespect to South Shields, I thought he left for a bigger job. But he's not found himself anywhere, has he, in management, which I, I found was a bit strange, unless it was, you know, kind of it was time to, to move on to to give a bit of a change at the club, a little bit of a different direction. But I thought he'd left to, to, to find a, a better club. Yeah, it must have been very difficult for, for Kevin Phillips last season because he still lived um, in Stafford last year. So, obviously, they were full-time, so he must have either had a place in South Shields to go to during the week or it's a hell of a commute daily to yeah. go to training. But no, he's, he's, uh, he left the job at the end of the season and he's 
he's not resurfaced anywhere yet, so just have to wait and see where, where he turns up next. Yep, yep, oh, I agree. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Now, back by popular demand, we are absolutely delighted to be joined once again by David Smith from Enjoy Football CIC. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's good to be back, and I like the popular demand bit. Oh, definitely. When, 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 you, say, um, when you say popular demand, was that one man and his dog? <laughs> yeah, I think the dog was called Pickles or something. But, um, oh, very good, that, very good. Honestly, it, it went down really well last time. We got um, quite a few questions coming in about Enjoy Football and, and the work you do, and obviously we were all really, really enthused by it, so it's really good to have you back on. Cool. Cool. Happy to be. Happy to be. I, I I like talking about football, as you as you as you gather from the last occasion. I just love talking about football, and certainly the grassroots, the the ground level stuff that that we that we see, we tend to sort of like not ignore, but we we tend to sort of know about. But it doesn't take that sort of like prominent sort of view in the day to day life of what your club is and your team is. It's just go what goes on around the periphery. Yeah, definitely. So since you were last on, we were just saying before you came on, uh, you were last on at the start of October. Um, obviously, from the last time we had a chat with you, we know that you're working 24 hours a day pretty much. So <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, absolutely loads of stuff since in 10, in 10 weeks. Um, where we do? We, we In October, we... Under the, with with permission of Warrington Town, uh, we use Warrington Town's name in a walking football friendly against Altrincham in the Community FC. Um, they are, I think, I think they were runners up in the Cheshire League in the walking football Cheshire League. So we hosted them at, at, at the Cantley, sorry, at the Eunice, um, and and they're a good side. Um, we went two 0 up in five minutes. I'm thinking, oh, this is good stuff. This, you know, they're second, the second, second in the Cheshire League, and we've got them. And we changed the team a bit because we had they had like eight players and playing seven aside, and we had fifteen or sixteen players off the usual guys. So we started changing it around a bit, and, and it sort of like drifted from there. But well, we ended up seven three. We we gave a good account of ourselves. Um, we'll play them again, and we'll play them again with a with a with a say a proper team but a, an equal sort of like team we can balance um so yeah so that was a, that was a good one um what else did we do what else have we done we have oh yes we um again with the help of Warrington town we and we can't thank them enough for the stuff we do the stuff that they support us with um we did a couple of sessions for um the asylum seekers and refugees um, we did some work with Warrington Wellbeing um, and Warrington, Warrington VA. Um, so we did two sessions of that, and that was that was interesting because there's some pretty. We had about fifteen guys came down over two sessions, and there's some pretty good footballers within that community, yeah. and they're very good. 
Um, and one of one of the guys was showing us pictures of where you know where he was playing when he was back home. And you know he was they, they were great players, they're good players. Uh, and again, that was enjoyable. We're hoping to to push that project forward next year. Um, so we've got a bit of work to do on that. Um, we have done the usual stuff. Um, we have this this weekend though has been a busy weekend for us. It's been a massive weekend. Um, we with our Friday night session, the men's mental health session, um, we do a quarterly sort of when we feel like it um little mini competition internal competition um excuse me a second <coughs> sorry full up a cold um and we did it on friday night so we had 25 25 guys there on friday night um two hours great competition some great football all played in the right spirit um from from across the across the range of our our, our mental health sessions um plus some, some invited guests um we'll do we'll do that one again probably at easter and on in the spring we'd love to get some we'd love to get someone down to to, to come come and watch it and um, we had chris kirkland down last year um but we'd love to get more sort of like local dignitaries involved um so that was friday today or yesterday and impromptu this was just went across all our groups who fancies a kickabout two hours of a kickabout we had 20 guys just turned up yesterday afternoon and again they had a mini tournament and it was brilliant all just lumped together um and today was our walking football winter special the fourth one we've done um again over at warrington town and that's five teams of we had about 30 odd people there and it was interesting because this is a food this is we do this for the food bank so for the fourth year now we rather than you pay an entry fee your usual subs for the game you bring bring a bag of food and we invite we invite members members of the Warrington football community to come along and give some donations, and um, that's happened all week. We've had them all, very all our sessions. People have been bringing stuff to us, um, which we handed over to the food bank this morning. Um, we played two two odd hours of walking football. We had members of four of our walking football groups there. We had members from both mental health groups. We had. Um, we had sons and son-in-laws from some of the players. We had we had two of our young coaches playing. So the age, age range was 16 up to 70-odd, um, all playing together, a couple of invited guests as well. So we, we had a good representation of Enjoy Football. And again, that was just a great just a great morning, just to get everybody there. Uh, and again, but the important thing there was, was the donations for the food bank. They took away a van. I don't know how full it was, but they took away a van of, of stuff. Um so pretty much it, other than the usual stuff. Um, that's what we've been up to in the last ten weeks. Loads of projects, well, loads of projects bubbling under to see where that takes us. Um, what else do we do? Oh yeah, we sort of like got involved with the under twelve Warrington schoolgirls team, and um, we sort of like had a little bit of a input in that. Um, they've started off. I think they've played two games now, um, and they haven't won any. But again. Baby steps, baby steps, and it's just getting the Warrington school girls um, going at under tw- under twelves. We want to look at under thirteens. We want to look under elevens. So we we just got loads of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm absolutely exhausted just listening to you. But um, <laughs> you can I see absolutely... what you can see why I'm going to pub now. Oh, definitely, you deserve it. I just I absolutely love 
everything that you stand for and everything that you're doing, Dave. I think it's absolutely incredible. It's, I've said this before, guys. It's We've all got teams. We, we've all got our own team. We've all got our, our professional teams. I'm, an, I'm a crew Alex fan. I don't know what you guys are like. Um, probably Premier League fans or something. I don't know. She's boring. Boring as hell. But anyway. Um, and then you've got a local affiliate, you know, affiliation to, to a local team. Well, I, I favour Warrington Town purely on the basis that they're friends of ours. And, you know, we work we work in conjunction with them. So they're, they're going to get our attention. Go 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 six miles down the road. I'm a, I'm I'm friendly with St Helens Town as well. So we're doing some work with St Helens Town. Uh, I don't know if you know the guys at St Helens Town, Mike Bagshaw. Yeah. Um, is that Tony Scott's team. Uh, I think it might be. Yeah, it's they, they, they took it over. The the Clone Roses took it over. Yeah, it's the Clone Roses. I I work with Tony, so right. I'm, I'm a teacher, and Tony used to be like my head of year, so he right. was kind of like my line manager. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mike, I, Mike. Yeah, now now you said that, Mike. So we're we're friends with them. So we we're doing a bit a bit of stuff with them. Um, but it's and we've and we've all got our our grassroots clubs. Uh, who's 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 Bruce? I think is that you, Michael? Who's Bruce? Uh, most of us have played for Bruce, to be honest. Right. So I, I played for him for a little bit. Chris, Tim, Ash, um, Jacko, PJ, Mike's played for them as well. Pretty much all of us have played yeah. for Bruce. At some so, point. so you've got you've got you've got your local, you've got your little your grassroots club that you've played for. And I, I've not played for the grassroots for the best part of twenty odd years. Now I played for back in the day. I think I can't remember. Who I played for I played for God knows who it was anyway. Um, Play for play for numerous, but you've got your affiliations to them, and then you've probably got your junior football clubs that your kids are going to now. Uh, and again, I've done twenty two years of coaching kids. I've, I'm still coaching the development group at Whittle Hall, so that's my passion. And everyone's got their own passion. So you put all that together, and people forget. And then people forget about the people who want to play but don't want to do any of that. And that's where that's where that's where my particular passion lies is. Okay, we've got little Johnny. Um, he's. I'm going to give you an example. In fact, someone someone approached me about this one quite recently. Um, their son, I think, his his ten year old son, autistic, wants to play football. Local place in Liverpool. Right. Well, that's just like open open season for me. Why why, why is that kid having to travel to come? Why can't he why can't he play in Warrington? So I'm 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 speaking to various educational psychologists and that sort of thing, and that's the passion they need. These people want to play football who don't want to play in teams, don't want to play competitive football, just want to do it for fun of it, do it for meeting people, whatever reason. I'm not going to refuse them, but people, they've got to find somewhere. So we open that door for them to, to come along and say, yeah, I want to kick around. I want to, I want to play football. I want, to, I want it competitive, but I want to play, I want to play a bit of football in, 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 a, in a safe environment, I want it in a nice place with people I might actually get to know and like, and and that's and that's the, all it is for me. It's it's just it's doing it. It's using my knowledge as to what's open and pumping it out there, saying, "Look, this is what we're going to do." As I say, we we've got a couple of couple of projects in the pipeline, and that and that's what we, we're opening it up to to different areas, just different areas. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that appeals to me is just the pure inclusivity of everything that you do. So it doesn't matter the, the person's background, if they've got mental health difficulties, if they're asylum seekers, if they've got physical disabilities, if they want to play football, 
they can contact you and you will find a way for them to be involved and play football. It doesn't yeah. matter Absolutely. what their story is, you'll get them involved yeah. somehow. Absolutely. And if, if we can't, if we don't do it, and there's enough yeah. people in the same ilk, or in the same mind frame, then we'll look at doing it. We've got support. We've got support from the various county FAs. You know, they know what we're doing in War in the Warrington Warrington area. So they know what we're doing. And they'll contact us and say, you know, we've got this, we've got this pilot coming up. Are you interested? The answer's always yes. Yes, we're interested. We take we can we can take 12 months to plan something for, for, for something coming. It's not that the asylum seekers actually took us two weeks. That was a different one. It's been, it's been bubbling under for the best part of probably 12 months, but it, it took two weeks to, to get up and running. But there's other projects we've had, which you've got to look at them and and plan them and make sure that people are going to go there. Um, and, and that's that's just what, what I like doing. I like I like people. It goes goes back to, back to my background where I was treated poorly as a kid when I played football. My face didn't fit. I think I said this on the last occasion we spoke. Um, my face didn't fit. And that sat with me, and that's always sat with me. I loved playing football, and in this particular time, my face didn't fit, and I don't want that to happen to anyone else. I want someone to turn up and go, well, I gave it a go. You give me the opportunity of giving it a go. It's not for me, but I give it a go. Or, yeah, it wasn't for me, but it is now. And that's sort of like the whole concept of what enjoy football is. Yeah, I just uh, I just think it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, what kind of things have you got in the pipeline for twenty twenty four then? Um, so we 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 got we got the asylum seekers and refugees project. That's we, we've got a plan for that one. Um, we're hopefully taking our recovery um our recovery group um a similar project over to St Helens. We're going to speak to the guys over at St Helens Town um to that on on that degree, um. We've got a women's project bubbling under the minute um, because there's a we've discovered there's there's not a, there's sort of like a there's an opening for women because we do over thirty over thirties women there's a there's an op, there's there's opportunities for under thirties or sixteen to eight sixteen to thirties that women want to play but there's nothing specific for them to play so again that's another project we're looking at. Um, Oh, there's just loads of stuff. We were speaking to Warrington, Warrington Youth Zone as well. Um, yeah. Sort of like having having a chat with those guys over there, and hopefully work. You know, there's something potentially coming over there. There's there's another project. There's a project about disability football that's that, that's that's coming out. And again, we're talking to Liverpool County FA about that. Um, well, hopefully we'll we will be doing in the new year. So there's, there's just projects bubbling under. Um, I had I had a team of under 17s that that. They were the worst team in the world, and I and I say that with all due respect to them, we didn't get a point in four years. Sounds average, like Bruce again. No, seriously, we didn't get a point in four years. Our our, our average goal tally per season was minus minus two hundred. Um, wow. I think I think the top the the top the top score we top top number of goals we scored in those four years was probably twenty. Um, but at the end, when we when we finally packed in at under seventeens, the under seventeen season, I had twenty kids signed on. All wanted to play football and they wanted to carry on. But of course, they're eighteen, eight, seventeen, eighteen. University comes along and they all and that's yeah. that's and suddenly three or four of them said, still around. They're going, I don't know what to do. 
have you, have you got a football session? So again, that's something we might look at and go, okay, let's open that up. Um, because these are guys who just want to play socially and play, you know, play, play with somebody and something familiar and they'll bring the mates. And the pleasing thing about that is, um, and again, speaking to someone about something similar this morning, is that we've got a couple of guys who started with me, finished their careers at under 17 with me. They left, come back. Now, a couple of those guys are now coaches or they're now, they're, I'm now helping them through their, their coaching you know, giving giving them the opportunity to coach coach kids and stuff, and again, that's something else that we'll 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 move forward when we when and if we do these other projects, we'll bring them with us because these kids are great kids. You know, they're really really good kids. They 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 all have their own issues, and but they're great at what they do. They look after the, you know they, they 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 react well with the kids. The kids think they're great, and we do all our, all those little projects we do with that with them. Bringing the young kids through as coaches, I'm a massive fan, massive fan. Um, I'm not sure how much of it goes on in Warrington, but I, 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 I believe that it should be push. We should be pushing these kids through coaching, just to get because there's other kids involved. Um, you know, there's more and more kids wanting to play. I've discovered that from the after school club I do. Uh, I do a girls only after school club on a Friday night over at Stockton Heath. And one of the teachers said to me this week, there's more girls now playing sport at break times than before when you before you came in. Now, that's maybe me blowing me on trumpet, but that's a great accolade as far as I'm concerned. Now, we've introduced more girls to playing football just in one school. Let's get let's get the young coaches in and because I'm 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 up for retirement soon, so let's get the young coaches in. Let's let's get young coaches in so we you know they, they get the experience. Yeah, definitely. So um, my last question before I let you go to the pub, oh, um, how how do you manage to do it all day? Because um, you're talking about, I'm just like, the hours don't add up in the day. How do you manage to keep on top of everything? Um, passion. That's it. It's it's just passion, Rick. And, and that's what I am. I'm passionate about it. I believe in the project. I believe in all the projects we do. Um, and don't forget, I've got my admin to do as well. I've got the accounts to do, and I've got the promotions to do, and the, and the PR to do, and the marketing to do. Um, yeah, we and I've got a very understanding wife, very very understanding. Wife. Your, your wife um, must be extremely understanding. Um, but she believes in, she believes in the project as well. <laughs> in fact, I'll let you into a secret. She's not listening now. You can't see me because I'm actually turning around looking at the door, make sure she's not outside. Enjoy <laughs> for enjoy. Did you enjoy football name? was her idea. Oh wow. So you know we, we, that, that was her brainstorm. That was her. so she she's 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 backing it 100%. So we work we work our we work our life around it. Um and the, the benefits of them. I mean, she's been with me today and, and again once you've got that support in anything you do it's it's fantastic. Um we work I mean she she's a she, she's a it works works in a university. Um so we work together across the board so we've not got this you know if you've not got a straightforward life you can work it so we can work our hours into it at the moment as well and again i've got a great volunteer bit team behind me um you know if i can't do a session and this is going to become more prevalent than the next coming to 2024 if i've got to go over to say saint Helens to do a session or i'm going to go and do an asylum seeker session then as you say there's only so many hours in a day isn't there so on a wednesday 
there's only one 10 o'clock. And if we've got two sessions at 10 o'clock, then someone's going to have to babysit. And the good thing is now, because the guys and the, the girls who are doing the stuff with us, we can rely on them and they go, yep, yeah, they'll do it. And they'll, because they're as passionate as I am about it, they'll look after the sessions and we can go and do more stuff. Um, and, and that's how we work it realistically. So it's a great, it's, it's, it's the support behind us that, you know, yeah, I'm the forefront of it because I've got the biggest mouth. I'm never shut up about it, as you know. But what's behind us or what, what's behind the, what's behind the Enjoy Football logo is a, a raft of people who are massively, massively passionate about it. I mean, one of the, one of the guys is, is currently, he's currently sat on a beach in Thailand. But he deserves it. You know, he's worked hard. He's worked hard all year to do it. That's where he is. You know, but he'll come back and he'll go, right, okay, I've, I've been away for a month. I'll look after, I'll look after the X, Y, and Z session. It's it's having that support. And it's just like having a football. It's like, it is like having a football team. It's like having a trusted back four in front of you as a goalkeeper. Because without the trust in that back four, your job is hard. But if you've yeah. got a trusted, if you've got a trusted back four, what what's your, what was your positions? Go on, what was your positions? I I was a right winger or a striker. Useless. <laughs> Sorry. You, you you have no part. You have no part in the game. You you, you don't do anything hard. Well, I, my coaching career, I've been a goalkeeper coach. There you are. There you go. There you, go. you just redeemed yourself there. So as a, <laughs> as as a keeper, if you've not got someone in front of it you can trust, if you've not got two centre halves that you can trust, your job is hard because you're just going to yeah. get peppered. And it's just like that. That's exactly how we are. We've got a great back four, great midfield. Strikers are a bit rogue because strikers are useless. Don't do anything. And they have no part in the game. But that, and that's how we and that's how we are. And that's how we find it all. It's it's working. So yeah. So there's our projects. Say so today was a really big one today. Um, and that was the one I really wanted. To, I wanted to sort of like get get out there and promoted that, that that was a big one today. Um, and that's our, that was our fourth one that we've done. Um, the Elephant Cup we did on Friday that was our eighth, uh, eighth, eighth mini competition. Um, so that they'll we'll, we'll bring back the, the winter special next year, and then we'll bring back the Elephant Cup in the spring and, and run a couple of those through. You want to come down, guys? Come down, come down to any of the sessions. Say, say, come and say hi. Yeah, I definitely will do. Just, just come, just come, just come, just, just come and say hi. See what we do, you know, face to face, and you'll see the difference it makes to some of those people who turn up, it's a massive difference. It is a massive difference. And again, they're a great bunch of, they're all a great bunch of people. They're a great bunch of people and they all get on. We've had, and we're in the, we're in the football world and we've had about what? Five fights, you know, and that's unheard of. You, 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 you play football long enough yourself, guys. You'll be, you, you'll have had internal fights pretty much a couple of times a week. Right. You know, there's always, but we've had about five fights in five, seven, five to seven years. I've only ever sent one player from the field to play. And that's it. No, actually, that's a lie. No, that's a lie. I sent two off. Sent two off. Anyway, that's, no, we haven't sent many off. We, we've had to ask people to go and calm down. But we're actually one, I've only ever sent one player off for really aggressive play. And we don't, we don't need that. So, you know, but the rest of it is just, it's all, it's all, it's all great. So. So there we go. That's what we've been up to. Yeah, absolutely fantastic again, Dave. I've really, really appreciated you coming on again. And same as last time, if there's if there's anything that we can do to try and help you spread the word, we've 
we always look out for your tweets and we always repost them to try and spread the word yeah, as far and wide as we can. And we, so and, we just... and we do appreciate that. Thank you very much, guys, for for, for, for what you do for us. Um, and I know that sort of like if I put something out there, you guys will pass it on. Um, and I know it. I know it gets to into, into the community. We we know we know it gets into into the community. So again, we'll we'll, we'll see where that takes us. But it's, it's always been a, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. I like it. It's yeah, you know, really. you know, it's we 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 can bounce. I can bounce stuff off you guys, and you, you know, you, you you'll you'll take that on board and, and go and and go down. Come down and see us. Uh, yeah, any se- any, any well. session you want. Um, and have a really really good Christmas. And hopefully, I'll come back when we've got a couple more projects, maybe in the new year. Hundred percent, mate. Absolute pleasure to have you on all the time, Dave. You're always welcome with us. Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Have a good Christmas, mate. Cheers. And yourselves. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, guys. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Uh, that was Dave Smith from Enjoy Football CIC. Um, he's an absolutely great guy, isn't he, Elliot? Yeah, really, really nice bloke. I could talk to him all day. Yeah, he's um, he's so passionate about what he does and, and we love having him on the show. So make sure you keep your eyes open to our Twitter feed because whenever Enjoy Football are putting something on, we always make sure that we retweet it and try to spread the word and please please from me and I don't want to bring dark sides to the podcast but please if you are struggling mentally please if football's what you're looking for um, to help you out please get involved and get in touch with Dave um, and it, you know hopefully that can that can put you on the right path to, to a better mental state yeah, absolutely. We've spoken about it many times on the show, especially with um, with Tim setting up the Bruce Vets team. How how important football can be for for men's mental health, and it, it is a a key thing that we like to promote. So definitely, and keep up the great work that you're doing, Dave. And you're always always welcome on the show. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Got some great news, guys. The uh, weather has improved this week, so we've actually got some results to tell you about, which is fantastic. So we're going to start off with the Cheshire Leagues today. So in the Premier League. Um, Eagle had a really good 3-0 win away at Middlewich Town. Goals there for Eagle from Danny Hutchins and two from Luke Sutton. We've got Win Stanley Warriors travelled to AFC Nosley and got a 1-0 victory. It was 1-1 between Congleton Town Reserves and Garswood United. Crew FC beat Edgerton 1-0. Parklands beat Lostock Greylands by three goals to one. We also had a cup tie. Bakewell Town first lost 4-2 at home against Whaley Bridge Athletic. So in the league, 
Eagle move up to fifth in the league after that 3-0 victory. Parkland's still leading the way by quite a stretch as well. They got a four-point lead over Altrincham Reserves, but they've played five games less. So that lead at the top of the league could be extended quite dramatically should Parklands win those games in hand. Into League One. Again, delighted that we've actually got some results to tell you about. So Avon Villa beats Sandbach United Reserves by two goals to one. FC St. Helens Reserves lost 2-1 at home against Bollington Town. Goulburn Sports beat Vulcan by four goals to three. Upton from Chester beat Nutsford by three goals to two. And Cheadle Heath Nomads Reserves beat Withenshaw Reserves by four goals to three. So Upton are still leading the way. They've got a 12-point lead over Vulcan at the top of the league, having played a game more. So looking really good for Upton in League One. Moving on to League Two. Main Road Reserves beat Sandbach Town Ramblers by two goals to one. Um, bit of a local derby. Moore United and Lim Rovers drew two goals apiece. Um, St. Helens Town travelled to Newton Le Willows. Newton starting to struggle a little bit now. They lost by six goals to three against St. Helens Town. And West Bidbury and Charlton Reserves beat Wigan Town by four goals to nil. So in the league, Clay Brow still leading the way on 38 points from their 16 games. Um, Lim Rovers move up into seventh place with 26 points from their 15 games and Newton Willows just dropped down to 10th and they've got 19 points from their 15 games so far. Into Reserve League One, Broadheath Central had a bit of a tough day. They lost 6-0 at home against Denton Town Reserves. Dayton Reserves got a 2-2 draw with Crew Reserves. Edgerton Reserves lost 4-3 at home against Avon Villa Reserves. And Garswood United Reserves beat Goulburn Sports Reserves by four goals to one. And last of the league games, Style Reserves beat Newton Willows Reserves by four goals to one. Into League Two, Playbrow Reserves beat St. Helens Town under 23s by two goals to one. Crew Developments beat Moore United by five goals to two. Parklands Reserves travelled to Sandbach United Development and won by four goals to three. Winstanley Warriors lost 3-0 at home against Haydock Reserves. And in the Cup, Lim Rovers Reserves had a bit of a torrid afternoon. They lost by eight goals to nil against Middlewich Town Reserves. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Into the Warrington District Leagues. So, again, fantastic that we've got some football on just before Christmas. Uh, there's still a couple of postponements, though. Games at Farnworth and Rainhill both succumbed to the weather. 
But we've got a few games to talk about. So Sankey Vale first lost 3-2 at home against the Village. So a good win there for the Village. Sidak Sports beat Croft by three goals to nil. Wilson Rovers beat Hair Points by two goals to nil. It sounds like a bit of a feisty affair there. Goals from Jack Fitzsimmons and Chris Smith for Wilson Rovers. But Wilson Rovers actually finished with nine men on the pitch, two red cards for them. Um, Croft first uh, lost out against... Oh, that was from the week before, but I'll tell you about it anyway. They lost out 4-3 to Digmos, but that was in the cup from last week. So, Sidak Sports still leading the way. And hot on their tails are Wilson Rovers. So, four points of difference between the top two. And then Sankey Vale in third. Into the Division 1. So, Prospect, they've been on the end of a few tough games so far already this season and uh, this weekend was no exception. They travelled to top of the league, Blackbrook and uh, it was a, a not great game for Prospect. They lost 10-0. Eagle JFC beat FC Woodlands by five goals to two. New Street Youth and Development beat Ryland Saturdays by five goals to one. Village Club Reserves lost 3-2 at home against Ox. Oxford, sorry, Orford first team by three goals to two. And Wollstone Reserves lost 4-2 at home against Burton Wood first. So, as I said, Blackbrook top of the league there, played 10-1-10 and have a goal difference of plus 32 already. Orford following them on 22 points from their nine games and then Woodlands in third place on 20 points. Into Division 2, Bruce Athletics Reserves lost by three goals to one against Orford Seconds. Burtonwood Reserves was postponed against Halebank. St. Michael's beats Croft Reserves by four goals to one. And then goals games at the Church Inn and Wilson Rovers third team were both postponed. So in that league... Orford seconds leading the way on 26 points, followed by Windle on 22 points from their nine games. So two games in hand there for Windle. Into Division 3, Old Miners lost by five goals to one at home against Whistle Hall. Clockface, Miners and Earlstown was postponed. Holtenborough beat St. Michael's by four goals to two. Blackbrook Youth and Development travelled to Penlake and got a 5-0 victory. Sutton Junction beat Redgate by three goals to one. And Pexhill had a good win away at White Cross, 8-1 to Pexhill there. So in Division 3, Blackbrook Youth and Development played 10-1-10, 30 points and a positive goal difference of 57 already, which is some going. Pexhill following them. Five points behind with a game in hand. They're on 25 points, played eight and drawn one. Then it's Earlstown Athletic in third. Moving on to the Sundays. Uh, just trying to refresh to see if we've got any of the results through yet. Not been updated yet, but I know that FC Sankey got a really good win today against Avon Villa. So winning 
Goals there, two from Lewis McEvert, Callum Burgess, Owen Duncan and Ryan Crofts rounding off the scoring. Man of the match there was Owen Duncan. So great to see some Sunday league games going ahead as well. So hopefully the weather stays kind to us so we can have some good festive fixtures over the next couple of weeks. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. So that is the Warrington Football Podcast for this week. Just before we go, um, want to say massive good luck to Tom Daw, who's coming to the end of his uh, incredible challenge that he's been doing for the whole year. Um, he's done. A 5k every day, every single day this year so far. So he's 351 down. He's just got 14 left to go. So his last one will be on New Year's Eve. So massive good luck to Tom. I know he's raised a lot of money for charity so far. So good luck for this uh, last stretch, Tom. And we'll hopefully get you on to talk about it in the new year. So... That's been the Warrington Football Podcast for this week. So massive thank you to Elle and Mike for joining us. Thanks to Dave Smith from Enjoy Football again for being a fantastic guest and just showing how great it is to have such access to football in this town. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors for this season from Touchline UK. This has been the Warrington Football Podcast. And hopefully once again, we've shown you that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. Here at the Warrington Football Podcast, we want to wish you a very happy Christmas. To all the hosts at the podcast, past and present, happy new year and see you in your ears in the new year. listen to the Warrington Football Podcast sponsored by Touchline UK follow us on Twitter at Warrington Foot get our podcast from Spotify Amazon Music and Apple Podcast thanks for listening